When I was an army chaplain, my soldiers asked me all kinds of questions about God, life, relationships, the Bible, and I answered them as best I could. They also called me Padre. Welcome to the Dear Padre podcast, where today it is Sunday, and so um, I'm recording what I'm going to say to the folks that come to church today, and I hope you can hear what I have for them as well. I honestly have no idea what to preach today. There's three readings from the Bible and a psalm. One of them is the text that was read when I was commissioned to be an army chaplain a long time ago. Jeremiah 1, when you stand in front of kings, don't be afraid of their faces. Be bold, speak the truth. And then 1 Corinthians 13, if I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I am nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. And then there's Luke 4, 21, where it's after Jesus reads in the synagogue and says, I've fulfilled the scripture. And they cast doubts upon his family. Isn't this Joseph's son? Who is this? And he is not accepted by his own people. And that sadness and shame of that is palpable and certainly captures what a lot of people have felt in the last years of their lives as they've tried to figure out how to be a Christian, how to be a person in spite of what others have told them. The church is kind of like your mother, someone said. Your mother is the one that gave you life, brought you into this world, fed you, clothed you, in many, many, many cases. There are, of course, exceptions, but for most of us, our mothers have played a huge role in giving us the basics of life. But it's probably not the best thing to ask your mother every about every grown-up decision you have um, that might not be the best way to benefit from your relationship with your mother and so it is with the church the church has given us life it is how we've found out about Jesus preserving the scriptures the traditions the stories the community and yet there are some things that maybe we don't ask the church advice for, or perhaps we consider that advice through a lens of the relationship, just as we would from our mother. So those are the three texts. And I really am only gonna talk about 1 Corinthians, or at least first about 1 Corinthians 13 because I got to hear the band Foreigner once. You may not remember Foreigner from the 80s. Uh, I was at Walter Reed and they were doing a USO tour for the wounded soldiers and one of them came into the chapel and asked me if he could borrow a tambourine. So I gave him our one chapel tambourine that I could find. I don't think we ever used it. And he used it for the acoustic performance 
and they played a song and I'd forgotten who Foreigner was, of course. And they played their hit, their main hit for the troops on the acoustic. And it was, I want to know what love is. And I want you to show me. I want to feel what love is. Anyway, I want to know what love is and I want you to show me. In that lyric, in a beautiful song from my childhood and youth, we hear that question, what is love? Everybody's got it. Everybody wants it. Everybody thinks they can give it. And yet, what is love? I want to know what love is. And St. Paul in Corinthians towards the end of his letter, after talking about the amazing, spectacular gifts of the Spirit that will astound everyone, will be impressive, said, even if I do all these things and I wow you with speaking in tongues, tongues of mortals, tongues of angels, languages of men and angels, and I don't have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Love, or anything without love, anything without love is simply annoying. The opposite of love is not always hate. It is indifference. And here for St. Paul, it is annoyance. Our attempts to do good, to bless others, without love are just ways of controlling other people. And this is hard to, to look at as a church leader, as churches, as parents, as spouses, as partners, as friends, as co-workers, whatever it is in our relationships in life. It's hard to look at this and say, how much of this is me trying to control someone or myself or my circumstances? And how much is this me loving? He defines what love is. It's ultimately a kind of patience, kindness, not envious or boastful, arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things endures all things. Love never ends. A severely traumatized veteran of World War I whose best friend died in the war wrote a book about love called The Four Loves. His name was C.S. Lewis. His best friend died and while he was visiting his best friend's mother they began an ongoing relationship that lasted many, many years. A relationship, for the most part, that was not characterized by love. And when his best friend's mother and partner dies, C.S. Lewis, who has written the four, writes The Four Loves, about love, the four different kinds of love. And it's not a perfect book, obviously. 
but it does distinguish friendship, family affection, erotic, romantic love, and then a brotherly or a godly kind of love or a love of God for us and our love for God, agape or agape. And these four Greek words for love that he makes distinctions between do capture the different nuances of love. And the kind of love that Paul is talking about is, I believe, all the kinds of love. But especially the kind of love where we are challenged. Where we are challenged. Paul is not saying to be abused, to stay in abusive situations. Paul is not saying that being hurt is somehow virtuous. Um, this is not an invitation to um, be killed hurt, beat up, insulted in any way. What it is an invitation to is to think about our relationships through the lens of love. Rowan Williams, the arch, former Archbishop of Canterbury, said, whenever I meet somebody, I ask myself two questions. What can I learn from this person? And how can I love this person? I found those questions to be helpful too, as I'm learning how to love. The church is the school of love. It is a school of love. That's why many people can find God in the woods, hiking and in sunsets. But it takes a miracle to see God in a vulnerable person next to you. And not vulnerable always in economic ways, although that can certainly be a challenge for us in the church. But vulnerable in emotional and spiritual ways with us, as we are with them. In that vulnerability where we really know each other in a really deep level the ability to love and continue to love in spite of what we know about another person what we've experienced that is the kind of love that god calls us to and then he says this knowing that our love will always fall short our love will always be slightly less than adequate or at least from to our expectations when compared with God's love. He says that we don't really know the whole picture yet. We see in a mirror dimly, and then we'll see face to face. Ultimately, love is a face. Love is Jesus. Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. Jesus is not envious or boastful, arrogant or rude. Jesus does not insist on his own way. He is not irritable or resentful. He does not rejoice in wrongdoings, but rejoices in the truth. Jesus bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Jesus' love never ends. And we see that so dimly in our loves, but we will see him face to face. And that gives me hope for all my relationships and all the times I've failed to love the way Jesus has loved. And I hope that gives you hope for yours as well. That ultimately, Jesus is the one who is loving through us. And as we are the clarinet trying to get the right fingering, right stops, pressed and keys pressed so that the wind of the spirit that blows through us makes a beautiful, beautiful noise. That is what love is. Ultimately, is being a channel for God's love, God's grace, 
the standard of our love is God's love. The love that is shown in the person of Jesus Christ. Love that is sacrificial, gives his life for us. Love that is present, I will be with you always, even to the end of the world. Love that is healing, that is listening. Love that is with us, God with us. That is love. And that's the love that we are called to share and give. And that is a beautiful thing in spite of our failures to love. I want to know what love is, and I want you to show me. And just as that moment, a face appears, is the face of Jesus. He's reaching out to you, loving you, inviting you into his love. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, you govern all things, both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the supplications of your people, and in our time grant us your peace through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.